Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, I'm Georgie Coach Cole, and welcome to today's Success Story podcast. Today is... It's it's the second run at Success Stories. I'm joined today by the one and only Trini. And you first came on our Success Stories podcast series in 2018 to talk through your incredible career and, well, the early days of Trini London. And that was nearly four years ago. And wow, wow, wow. A lot it's funny has though, happened. Georgia, when I look back now, I think what did I have to shout about then? Because my life is Trini London. So mm-hmm. I kind of forget a little bit what my past work has been. Mm-hmm. So I'm now remembering that podcast, actually. <laughs> I'm now remembering it. And it was at the very embryonic days of the company. It was. Yeah. And as for your past career, I mean, no one's ever going to forget you. I'm no, but it's like, you know how you're living in that lane yeah. of what's right in front of you. And it's like everything you've done before is for that moment. So you mm-hmm. don't look back too much to see that. Mm-hmm. I mean... What, four years? I mean, it's, God, I think you were still in your house with sort of someone sitting in the fireplace when we did that podcast. I mean, there I were literally know. people popping out of cupboards. And yeah. now, wow. I mean, can you talk to us about what the business looks like today in terms of size? and? So growth is interesting because you do, when you start a company, as you have done, you think of the projections and you go and raise money based on those projections. So when I founded Trinity London and I was looking at how I was going to suggest pre-revenue to investors, we were going to actually convert customers, I literally did the most basic metric of saying we would do a 2 to 3% conversion of followers into customers. And at the time I had 120,000 followers and that's how we would grow. So I think we had said that we would do a million the first year, maybe two and a half the second year, maybe 10 the third year, maybe 15, 14, I don't know, or seven and mm-hmm. 10, something like that. And they were quite conservative. And as a result, maybe some people were thinking, oh, it's not showing that really aggressive growth. So this investment's not for me. So it was quite challenging to get the investment at the beginning. And it's, it's, it's amazing how you have to pluck crazy numbers out of the air to get someone excited. You do. And the thing is... Get some logic. To get some logic. so rational. But but we had logic, but the logic was a sort of conservative logic. And also the customer base we were going after of saying there's this sweet spot of this sort of 35 plus, 40 plus woman who we feel is slightly ignored in the marketplace. A lot of, you know, VC funds I went to would say, I love your idea. I love the personalization. I love the product. But in fact, can you just do it to 20 year olds because it's going to be more successful? But in the end, we did get investment. And then each year we grew. So we did the first year two, and then we did four and a half, then we did 11, and then we did 45. And this, you went from 11 to 45? Yeah. And then this year we're going to increase on that as well. But we're not at the end of the financial year yet, so I'm not going to say the figures. Wow. And we went from the beginning, the, the, those five people in the business at the time were a makeup artist, um, somebody who did social media, 
my assistant who became a really successful project manager in the business and my COO and they're all well most of them are still there today and in very different jobs and we're now 200 people amazing god that's amazing I, I mean do you, do you stop and go, geez, I mean, you don't stop. I know you don't stop, but I hope you do. I, and I, but I feel yeah. like I'm not the person to say that to you, but like, that is, that is staggering. I mean, you must be so, of everything you've achieved, I bet you this is the thing you're the most. For um, sure. For sure. Because it's, it's a proper I mean, business. It's a proper it's business. A, and you, you know, know, how much fashion is close to close, like, you but must the fundamental feel so difference. proud of yourself as a businesswoman. I do, but I, there's a few things here. So the fundamental difference is before I was in a career where I would be renewed every year. My TV contract being renewed, mm. the book contract being renewed, the newspaper contract would be renewed. So I was at the mercy of whether or not I would be renewed. Mm. So that has a certain kind of jeopardy. Starting your own business, there's that first thing, you're self-funding. And, you know, I self-funded at the beginning. So what are you prepared to give up to start a business? You know, what are you prepared to sell that you might have in your garage or in your room or whatever it might be? So and for you me, did, it was, and you hustled. Didn't I you? hustled. I hustled. And I think people might not. I, think I did hustle. Might not realize that. Yeah. I'm quite open about it. I remember, and, and and I think people probably think, well, you know, she's got a wealthy boyfriend and she's a been a TV star and she's sold all these books. But I, I, I mean, and I don't know you very well, but I feel like you were quite open about that. Well, first of all, when I had the idea for the business, I hadn't met my partner. I think it all happened actually weirdly at the same time. Um, and I was in a home which I had bought when I was really, you know, going up the career path with Telly. And I'd always wanted to have this house, which was near my daughter's school. And I bought it with a huge mortgage and a loan. And then a year after I bought it, I stopped doing so much Telly. I wanted to do this business and my income went way down. The one thing that's very difficult when you're starting a business, and you know this, you can't have things that um, distract you. Debt distracts you. Mm. Debt makes you not make the right decisions. And sometimes you have to start a business in debt, but I didn't want to have personal debt. And I had too much personal debt, so I knew I had to sell the house, but I also knew I had to raise a bit of money. So before I sold the house, I literally looked around and I sold a lot of clothes I built up over 20 years because I did have a very successful, you know, styling, yeah, fashion yeah. career. And I had a lot of clothes and that raised £60,000. I put that into the business. It gave me the initial proof of concept. Then I went and did an SEIS scheme. I raised £150,000. Mm -hmm. And then... Six months after that, I went to out and I started for the bigger raise, which was that kind of proper full seed raise, which was a 2.2 million raise, mm -hmm. which is actually what then launched the business a year later. Mm -hmm. So that's a long process. And there's a period of time where you've got to think, what do I give up? So, you know, I had spent many years building up a career. You know, I'd started at 18 with no financial backing from the family. I was out on my own to earn money. A friend of mine was going to university, but that wasn't possible with me because I wasn't academically good enough and there wasn't really the money to pay for university. So I went straight to work. And, you know, that carried on for 20 odd years. So getting to this stage where I want to start my own business, you've really got to work out what are you prepared to give up to do it. And it happened at a very difficult time. It happened when, you know, my career I had was going down my daughter's father died. Mm. There was a lot of time when friends of mine would say to me, maybe you should get a job which would give you security and go and get a job. And I was thinking, who would employ me? Because I hadn't actually been employed by somebody. Mm. I'd been mm. self-employed for a long time. And I kind of really 
thought, what job could I get? And I also knew, I was 49, that if I didn't try this idea, I'd never forgive myself, which sounds so, you know, it's what you could hear many times, but it really, it was a huge thought in my head. So I thought, what do I first do that? And so... I don't have goosebumps listening to you. It's a conversational for you. But it's funny when you're also, when you're ambitious and you're hungry and you feel like you have something to give the world, but you're like, yeah, who's going to employ me? How am I going to reach my pinnacle and perception is different from reality Georgie you know because perception is girl who you know did this show which is very controversial met somebody with money dead you know you you can have this wonderful exterior picture and I remember a year into building this business there was some I did some press and this uh, it was on the cover of something and then the title was you know about the rich boyfriend I had Mm -hmm. you know and I was like you just don't know and it's so Mm -hmm. I find it very I don't mind now because I know what I know about myself and I know what I gave up to start a business and I know that... But that must have been a bit of a kicker initially. You know, it was yeah. like you've got to just... I've and had, you can't really defend yourself because it's going to I be can't written. defend myself. But written. now, look at those numbers. You probably yeah. wrote that yeah. because they speak for themselves. And have you taken any money out of business with your raises? Have you, have you been able... Because that's also... I think thing, that as it? you grow a business, you've got to look at what you're raising money for. Mm. So I think it's really important to think, when do you need to raise money? Mm-hmm. And with companies that are D2C, a lot of brands in that sort of blitzkrieg world of maybe five years ago, it was raise, 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 mm-hmm. and then decide how to spend the money. And then you'd see really opulent ways of huge campaigns for so for a brand or something. And you're thinking, oh, they just had a big raise. You know, that was kind of the way that <laughs> yeah. we saw it. And also, it was about customer acquisition at any cost. Yeah. So if the cost of that customer was more than the first basket, it didn't matter because you had a customer. Yeah. And that was never how I felt comfortable to build a business. So mm-hmm. as a result, those first two years, maybe my customer growth wasn't so fast but those customers, you look at the long-term cohorts of a returning mm-hmm. customer and the value, the lifetime value of that mm. customer. And we had phenomenal lifetime value in customers and we had incredible high rate of returning customer. And I would rather, you know, I always speak about this with my CEO, we want to build a company which is based on a real foundation. So the future looks like international The future growth. is growing internationally. It's looking at what we do in retail, because I think that when you're a DTC brand, and what we noticed during COVID is there were all these women who were what I call a sleeping customer. And I kind of felt they were there because we had a very large amount of followers. Mm-hmm. And they kept saying, when you come to a store near us, you know, because they were just very classical in-store shoppers. So when COVID hit, we then literally a week after, and we were the first one to do it, we said, we'll do virtual appointments. And the day we launched them, 3,000 went. And then I thought, that sleeping customer's wow. at home. She doesn't want to buy clothing. She's still worried about, is it contaminated? You know, we felt that big things in the, you know, we were spraying the packages and everything. But, you know, little packages coming, which don't feel a huge deal to return and I'll probably use. And then we just just gained and gained and gained these customers. And the virtual appointment was so easy because it was like they were there with somebody. We retrained all our makeup artists. Some had been in store. We have a Phoenix, you know, a few stores yes. with Phoenix. And we retrain them to be virtual appointments. And so just give a whole pivot to our business. And now looking at in the US, we're just about to do something with a, a big store there. And it's exciting to see. It's exciting when you're a DC brand and everything is about an online transaction, online presence and online social media. 
that people like to see the physical manifestation of that brand because mm. it feels the most real. Mm, mm. So there still is that classic thing that you want to see something. Yes. Mm. It, perhaps you're not, you don't need it quite as, as much as many as many physical presences, do you? But equally having some, I also think it just gives you gravitas just to have it, doesn't it? It, add, it adds a dimension for sure. It adds a dimension. Yeah. Um, it looks... I mean, it hasn't been easy. I know you'll say it hasn't been easy, but I mean, it's a pretty incredible success story. Like that growth is phenomenal to break even in year three, to to grow your sales. But I mean, I don't know what those percentages are, but you know, that's phenomenal. What's gone wrong? What mistakes have you learned along the way? I guess for people listening, what what can you share that other people with their own business can learn? From. Well, I wasn't taught how to be a CEO, so that's a really steep learning curve. You must feel that as you've grown sheer lux. It's just you lean into what your role is and you learn as you go. So for me, I've learned as I go. So I might have that natural inspiration to lead people, which you have, of you know just to kind of galvanize people and get them inspired and to buy into your dream, but the practical level of running a business and even if you're not somebody who looks at a spreadsheet every day, all the different elements of running a business that you have to be on top of, from operations to tech to you know HR to finance to marketing to paid social to retail to resources, it's everything. <laughs> and it's about not being in the weeds too much because I can get into the detail mm -hmm. because I want everything to be perfect. Mm -hmm. So I will still look at, you know, when we do a new launch, what is every email going out? What is every communication going out? What is every post, every story? What's our ads? What are they looking like? What's the script like? Everything. And now it's getting people in who will be my voice and that it's that real, it's that sort of circle of trust. It's yeah. you, you get people on board who you really value, rate and trust what they're going to look at that is representing what you, was your role yeah. and they do that and then you're not having to be in 101 meetings people aren't fighting for space in your diary and you're working on the things that are far more important for all those people you're responsible for in a business that they still have a job and they're in a career and they're in a company that's doing really well yeah and that kind of sometimes when I'm in the weeds what I have to remind myself of is the responsibility I have to my team mm. to take the company to a really great place I can't imagine your diary is getting any less busy because as you delegate down to these brilliant people that you're bringing in, you are evolving and expanding and equally busy just with other higher level things. Do you ever, ever, ever switch off? I mean, I kind of... I think when you have your own business, I would never, in, in England, I'd never switch off. Yeah. Because I'm physically in the country where my business is headquartered. So I just don't. So and you happy not to? Are you very, I love it. I, you, I love it. It's, it's, start, you start, like, but it's like, I love it. Why would I? Oh, I shouldn't have to do this now. I just really love this to be something else's problem. Yeah. But that's, that's it. I was with a friend the other day and she said, I'm, she said, I, I, she runs three businesses and she said, I'm just, I'm out of the wall. I've never been there before, but I'm this close. And, and someone I was with said, well, you know, perhaps you need to reduce your speed of growth. And, and mm. I was in the conversation, I said, that, that's not what she signed up for. That that's yeah. You don't do it, you don't do your own thing yeah. to slow down the growth. You take every opportunity and you make it happen. And there are pinch yeah. points where it's extra tough. And as long as you can see that that's a pinch point and that you can get past that yeah. and that you keep recruiting and you keep growing, it is the life she's just signed up for. So like, as long, does that make sense? I think if you're not, 
in that entrepreneurial journey. And, you know, some women are in a phenomenal career journey. Some women are in an incredible mothering journey. Some mm. women are in an incredible companionship journey. Okay, mm. whatever your journey chooses to be, you and I are in the entrepreneurial journey, all right, which means that our name is above the door, even though yours physically isn't. You are the face and the person of Sheerlugs, and you're building a business. So you want everything to, you know, you want to be on top of everything. So for me at the weekend, it gives me a chance to maybe take a walk and think strategically, whereas in during the week, it's difficult to see the wood for the trees. Yeah. When I go away, so, yeah. so this Christmas, yeah. I decided to take my family to take them away. And I did switch off. I switched off everything. I switched off social media, everything. And I didn't look at an email for a week. And it was the first time in four years I'd done that. And it was very easy because also all my team were off doing Christmas New Year. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, that's my favorite so, so time was, of year. Yeah, but, but it was a really, just to do that. Such a treat. To do that. And then I went back. But do you do you like to do that because your team are off? Because I, I love it at Christmas. I couldn't do it when but, they're... But I, I, no, 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 I, I couldn't do it I, any yeah. other time. Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. I, can't, I just couldn't. Just like in the clarify, summer. she's yeah. not switching yeah. off at any other time of year in another no, country. Well, it's just like... In the like so so this summer I went to Italy and I want to switch off but I it was difficult that we were just in in just about to do some quite big things um, for moving the business forward so I kind of like every day was checking in and spending four hours a day working so and also we had to stay in our hotel room for a week in Italy so it was really convenient <laughs> because you know we just kind of I was on the terrace and Charles was in the bedroom reading and and so it just like we got on with the thing and then lunch we got together for lunch. You know, like we sort of met in our restaurant, which is at the end of the bed. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> Literally. Uh, and, then, and then we had another few days after that where we got out. I mean, it was just the weirdest thing to do, but it was just we wanted to get away. Mm. So, yes, Christmas is a very easy time in which to do that. But the most important thing is that you have the time to do that. And I think what I want to build into this year, and this is the work-life balance, and it's about seeing friends. So it's about, you know, I would, the idea of a girl's lunch is probably a few years ago, maybe two a year. And so it's about how do I connect? So I had how do you just get back a little? How do you a get back a little, little bit? Because so, you don't want that live. No. But a, a little. I I'm, I have a girl's lunch. I said the other day, someone sent a message and said, "Does Georgie ever switch off? How many hours a week does Georgie actually work?" It was on a podcast for Charlotte. Does she actually work that hard? I'm sorry. Charlotte was like, "Uh, yeah, she does." And and I said I do have now the old girls' lunch, and I'm yeah. not going to feel guilty for no, it. No, don't, 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 Because I I don't want. I like I I've, I've chosen this path, but I yeah. do just want to fit in. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. mind playing tennis once a week. Yeah, you know. Yeah, on a Friday afternoon or something. <laughs> do you like? Do you know what I mean? I know. So, and, and to you with that and having a girls' lunch or whatever it is, trip away. Do you want to be the face of the business as much as you are still? Is that is that? I see probably that at the beginning, when your name is above the door. Mm. You are at the beginning because you're launching the business and, you know, different women in the beauty industry have launched in different ways. So Charlotte Tilbury launched being a leading makeup artist, yeah. Pat McGrath being a leading catwalk makeup artist and sort of cover makeup artist, Laura Mercier being a jobbing makeup artist, Bobby Brown a jobbing makeup artist. Yeah. Um, and I come from neither the makeup world, but I come from the makeover world. Mm, yeah. So there's a kind of bigger Uber picture of what we deliver as a brand, mm. which can encompass, you know, which is believable for a consumer and a customer to think, I believe that the sort of um, DNA of what Trini London is 
would go into this category because mm. we're, we, you know, we just launched skincare. That's the second I vertical. Know, I can't wait. I'm coming. I'm coming to that. But it's the second of five verticals, you know. So we're sort of only like two fifths of the way through the journey that I envisage as I see it right now. So when I look at the importance of what I imbue in the company, yeah. you know, we have people who follow on social Trinity London who don't follow me and we have people who follow me and don't follow Trinity London, you know, it's not in their price point or they're just not, they wear a bigger set of makeup, they, you know, whatever it might be. So we're probably now at a stage where one and a half legs are Trinity London standing totally autonomously and two and a half legs are me in terms of the above the door value that I bring in terms of we still use me for ads. We use me for you know. Do you have um, clear? Do you have do you have clear guidelines that what you will and will won't be used for now? No, I think you need to be very organic. You can't sort of set in stone. I will do this. I won't do that because it's my business. I'll do whatever the business needs. Please. Okay. Yeah. So at the beginning, doing lives and chatting, you know, a lot of the way that we talk as a brand, which is very organic and it's very, we don't airbrush pictures we don't use filters we we you know it's it's kind of slap dashy a lot of brands that were very polished are now realizing there is a value yeah, to actually yeah. trying to be real, real yeah. so it's interesting how the evolution of the industry has even occurred since we launched four years ago mm, absolutely i mean we've seen that with social as well yeah the less the less filters and you know designed i think since yeah. things can look sometimes the better can you talk to us about the product line? About it? First of all, can we start with makeup? Yes. Um, one of the questions I was asked to ask you, I yeah. did a bit of crowdsourcing around our team, is what are your three best sellers? Actually, best, best sellers is my favourite question as okay. well. But what are your three sellers and what are the three products that you today, and I think I asked you this before, what are the three products that every woman should start with? BFF SPF 30 is 16% of our revenue. BFF de-stress is 11% of our revenue and Miracle Blur is in between the two. So that accounts, those three products, wow, for nice. about 30% of our revenue. Yeah. And then everything else is quite evenly distributed amongst colour, but those are the sort of, those have also been there the longest. So, you know, you mm -hmm. obviously, when you look at the revenue per SKU, you look at it's on, how long it's been on the market. But we have the way that we speak to women about you don't maybe need to smother your skin. You need to look after your skin. And we were probably the first company to do a skincare makeup hybrid where we start with ingredients for your skin and then add pigment in. So mm. it really, it's like having a serum. So mm. that then became quite cultish and it won, you know, they've won a few awards. So women see it as a staple and it's a staple they replenish as well. It's not a play and let's move on. It's a real returning product. So in a, in a sort of portfolio, you want those kind of staple products which people return again and again for. And then you want newness, mm -hmm. which is just that sort of lovely sparkle. Mm. And then you want categories that are new and interesting, which are believable for a consumer. So, you know, skincare at the moment, you know, skincare this week has actually done 33% of our of our turnover this week. Wow. Um, so, and you launched it when? And we launched it last week. So that is definitely that initial That's customer. We had some fantastic press from it, but it's where the business is quite interesting because, you know, makeup is very much, you see it. So in an ad, you see it, you see it before and after, you see it covers rosacea, you see the under eye does this, the miracle blur does that. 
skincare is different because skincare it's about how do you mm. emotionally convey what that physically does you can't necessarily see although we've done sort of skincare diaries where but you that's see. why it makes such sense that you've done makeup first because the trust, yeah, it's the a, trust, the trust in, is your, in your products is yeah. there I mean it's and it's, women see it first Georgie yeah. like when, when I did makeovers on women they would see their makeup first yeah. and then they would see their hair and then their body but it, it's there's something about your brand which is it's and I'm not late to make girls. I mean, it is really empowering, and it, it's it's about. It sounds so cheesy, just enable enabling women to be their best selves. Which I guess every makeup brand does, but you sort of. I guess because it's you, but it just. It but it should. That, but I love it? that you feel that because yeah, that's really that do. feeling. You want to really connect with a woman it is like about how she feels. It's a community. I'm interviewing another business, and and it was in a different space category entirely. She said. But what about communities? I was like, but you're not. But I mean, you really are. I mean, we are. We are. It, it we is. Are a you were so clever with your twenty tribes, and I mean, communities is interesting. Communities can be built up within a brand. They can actually start a brand and say, "This is a community we want to create," and you can manufacture a community. But the the way that community interacts with the brand is to stop being an objective best friend and harshest critic, which is what a community should be for a brand. Mm-hmm. It's like really look at what yeah. you're doing right and what you're doing wrong. Yeah. And they are going to be your your strongest advocates, but they will tell you when they feel you're getting oh something God, wrong. Oh my God, no doubt, you, they you tell know. you. <laughs> so we have, of those, of those kind of, yeah, exactly. But we have four million people who follow us on social because Facebook's much bigger than Instagram, mm-hmm. so it's double mm-hmm. the size. And then we have 100,000 women who are a member of a Facebook tribe around the world. So there's like 33 tribes in 16 countries. Some like London home counties is 8,000 women. New York is 5,000 women. So there's these so kind of clever. communities and yeah. they, they post every day and they post, they don't just post they about us. they answer each other's questions as well. They answer I mean, each other's a... questions. But they, what they do the most is they are phenomenally, you know, supportive of, of each other. I mean, Some they of literally them... think they know, I mean, I think they think they could ring you up and come around for coffee. I mean, for I sure, think, because they, we talk and we have these intimate conversations. I mean, I've and, interviewed and you, can... I've interviewed you, and there are people answering all your questions for you. you know, yeah, and, I know. And I love it, yeah. and you call them out, and you know, I mean, we've yeah. done lives, and you're like, hi, Joyce. Yeah. Yes, and then Joyce is now telling everyone else, what's Trini's wearing? What cut? And Joyce yeah. is like, oh, she's wearing heaven, something, something. And, yeah. you know, it's it's amazing to but see. It, but it is a community that we didn't start. And that's the well, difference. You, well, no, it started. You Kelly, did. No, you did because you connected with, you talked to people. Yes, but what in, I'm saying. So it's a totally different way to yes. anybody else. Okay. So in <laughs> the market, like but, the way you approach your brand yeah. was, I mean, you answer every question that anyone ever sent you and mm. you you did hours and hours and hours but of we your do. Life I mean, and, what, what, and we and do we now. Do those, so now we have a team of eight people who cover social, but they answer 11,000 comments a week. And like when skincare launched, it was 23,000 comments. But the key is that how do you scale that? You know, when you're looking at having, creating that intimacy with a consumer where they feel you listen to them and you, you hear what they, whether they love something or if they need help on something and you answer them, you know, they feel heard and people need to feel heard. So that to me, when I look at resources into elements of our business, that is such a mm. customer care, TLC, we call mm. it Trinity London Care, and community mm. care are two key parts of the business. Mm. And, and it, I mean, hopefully, if the DNA is there, which it is, but you know, they'll also 
they'll look after their customers for you. Well, that's they, what, they that's love to so be You basically got these people who are so passionate about you and your product that they are doing your TLC for you. I mean, they're out Kind of, yeah, they can do both. Them. It's like a yin and yang yeah. because that core selection of women know what my day's like. You know, they know not just what people see, they know what I put into it. Mm. So they also know that when I do a closet confessions or a Friday twinning with Chloe or a makeup of the week, which is sort of takes... 10% of my week, but to an uh, unkeen observer, it looks like that's all I do all day, is they know I do that to give something to them. So there's a sort of yin and yang. Yeah. So I give them help to refine their wardrobe, help yeah. to be inspired by themselves again, I mean, you're not help to feel doing. good. Yeah. And they buy the makeup and, and talk about it and love it. And it's kind of no money exchanges hands, just kind of mutual, mutual admiration. No, well, that's where you've been so clever and, and you know, you obviously do a bit less fashion, but you know that's yeah. where you've been so clever, and that's where that's where you started, sort of in the social media world. Yeah, isn't it? It is. yeah. So, best sellers we've done. Yeah, we put skincare, yes. which has just launched. Yeah. I mean, skincare wow, thirty percent yeah. sales last week. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Mm. Can you talk us through the product line, the USP, how to so, use it? You gave me a little tutorial before we ago, yeah. um, sat down, but. Yeah, for everybody listening,I'm,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我'll,我
micellar water to take off your makeup and why you shouldn't use wet wipes. That's kind of logical. But all these habits we get into, you know, my daughter is 18. Every night I say, please, Lila, take your makeup off. And she goes, I see her skin and maybe sometimes her skin is, you know, a little bit congested. And I go, darling, just take your makeup off properly and clean your skin properly with the AHA, BHA. Mm-hmm. And, and you'll be fine. And she'll know, nah. and then she'll do it for four days and her skin's better. You know, and it's like yeah. I developed that AHA, PHA because it was for those people who have that sort of, they need that first stage, which is actually putting really good ingredients in that are going to clean your skin enough. Yeah. So you won't get so much congestion. And that product is how much? That product is 28 and the balm is 32. But this is the other thing. I wanted to make people feel the responsibility of replenishment and recycling. So everything has a cartridge inside, which is fully recyclable. So you buy the mothership, beautiful thing, and then you buy the cartridge. And I never want you to buy the full thing again. And nice. everything we do will be that. So and the, 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 and and the, the change and the difference in price, yeah. because I looked, you know, people are starting to do refillable cartridges on yeah. the market, but yeah. I felt... You know, I know what everything costs. And I was like, mm, okay, you're just passing on 10%. Really? So ours are 20%. Yes. Do you Just, I'm just going to pick it off my Okay, pick desk. it off your thing and bring it in. Because Georgie, while she's out of the room, I'm so excited to use it on her. Um, so let's just show you. Let's just show right, you. I'm so excited. Was, I just need to, I need okay. to hold it in my hand. You need to hold it in your hand. So I'm going to show you all the different while you're things. talking. Okay, talking we're slamming things on the table. Yeah, you're, you're slamming it on the table. So this is Be Your Best bar. Right. right. You turn it like this. You want to refill the cartridge. So your balm. Oh, I love okay. the mechanism. So it's, it's new, so and it's airless, so it's going to come. So oh, yeah, this. There it is, there it is. Okay, there it is. Now I'm going to give you a tea towel. So You've this is your enzyme balm cleanser. Yeah. So rub it in your fingers, smell it like oh, this. Lovely. Clean herbs. It's Rose, very clean. Rosemary and thyme with the tiny very bit gentle. of neroli. And then you're going to rub it in your face. I mean, I'm not now. No, I know. But you rub it in your face. And when you rub it in your face, just do this. It's not an oil slick. Feel, do this with your skin. It's not an oil slick. Do you feel? You really, I'm rubbing my hand. You're rubbing your hand. But you have to really put it in there and massage. And I want women oh, to learn to massage their face. Then you add it water. It feels lovely. You add water. Pouring And it turns another. white because the pineapple enzyme now activates. All right, okay. and you'll get then that little gentle exfoliation which you need with a balm. Ah, and then I'm now pouring water on the carpet as well. And then you remove oh, it. Really it really does turn white. Yeah, it really does turn white. That's extraordinary. And then yeah. you yeah. use the cloth. You rub that in, and I'm then saying, look, because someone's filming this. Yeah, it really does. It's getting yeah. milky. Yeah. And then you use that, which would be steeped in hot water, rinsed out, and then you take it off. Oh. So the key thing when you, you know, formulating a balm. It's quite, quite technical. So you start off with the water-based ingredients, all right, and the water-based ingredients for us are the pineapple enzyme and uh, prebiotic, which we put in because I want to protect the microbiome and put in, like, gut health. I'm putting in good prebiotics. And then you have the oil-based ingredients um, and glycolipids in there too. And you have the oil-based ingredients, which is almond and borage and linseeds. And some are activated oils, which are very small molecule oil size, which are going to give nourishment to your skin because in a balm you want nourishment. And others are bigger molecule sizes, like the almond and the jojoba, and they're going to take the makeup off with these glycolipids. Glycolipids are like cleaning tools and take all the shit off your face, take SPF, pollution, everything. So when you finish, mm. your skin should feel nourished 
but not oily. Which okay. thrills me because I don't want to feel oily. You don't I, want to be oily. I really no. don't. That is enough of that comes by itself. Thanks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so then, more. what you then go on to, and this would be good for your skin, is you go on to our AHA PHA gel cleanser. Okay. So, so this is the off, and so you use this morning and night. So. Be your best. I use in the morning. So okay. if you have a, a normal dry skin, it's your morning cleanse. You just okay. clean your face once in the morning. Yeah. In the evening, you take your makeup off with it, and then you use the gel to really clean in the thoroughly in the pores. Okay, so this is two-step yeah. cleansing. But if your one skin is, is oily... off, and one is... So this is be your best and better off. But if your skin is oily, use better off twice. Take your makeup off with it. Maybe you need to take um, eye makeup remover if you have mascara on because it won't go right on the eye because it's AHA, PHA. Okay. And then you use it again. It's fine. Or you use a balm twice if your skin's very dry. So this is now the gel, okay? Yeah. So the gel... So that was the balm. So that's a balm. The gel, gel is AHA, PHA. You know the difference between the two? Remind okay. me. Okay. So AHA, alpha hydroxy acids, are the smaller molecule sizes, and they go in, and there's lactic and malic, which are really beautiful yes. AHAs, and they're not irritating to the skin. I haven't used glycolic because I don't want an irritant skin in the cleansing process. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's got that same lovely smell, and you rub it in. If you've got a sort of, you might have a gentle um, tingle, but most people don't. If you had a, quite a sensitive skin, you might have a little tingle. Oh, and it feels, you're going, it feels good, huh? Divine. It doesn't foam, so you add water. We're not going to drink from this now. But when you add water, I don't want foaming, because foaming is a sulfon. I don't want sulfon. So we have quillaja, which is Panamanian tree bark, and that sucks off. It's like an oil heat-seeking missile for oil. All right, so it finds oil. And you have oat amino acids, so oats, they absorb everything. So that's what's happening first, getting off the makeup. Then the acids come along, and they thoroughly cleanse the pores. And then you rinse off, which we're just going to do rinsing off. And then you've also got another little ingredient called inulin. And it's going to be, it's prebiotic, it's prebiotic for the microbiome. So it's going to kind of protect your microbiome and the good gut health. And then you're cleansed. And then you can go on with the next category. Which is launching? When it's launching. Okay. Damn it. Yeah. Soon? When it's launching. When it's launching. Okay. Not getting any more out of that. No. Anyway, they are lovely. And so those two products alone, 30% of your sales last week. It's exciting. I'm very excited because, you know, it's, it's like giving birth to a baby. Right? It really is. It's like, you know, my heart, blood, sweat and tears went into the makeup. But skincare is something that I'm even more like, you know... You literally, you create something from nothing and you, you think it's the best thing in the world and you need to see, yeah. do people think, I have this thing today, where's my phone? But the I colour just love is like, colour is colour and as you said, you see the effects and see you the know, effects, but yours has got added, you said, you know, you're the one who put the pigment into the essential serum. So, so the BFF is a different product, but colour is, colour is, colour is colour, yeah. like this has actually got to work. It's quite high pressure stuff, isn't it? I have it? to show you if I've got, oh my God, oh, I know my glass are in that silver bag. I want to show you something. Sorry. Okay, so. This little thing, because I just saw this day and it was so sweet. I have to say my hand does feel feel good. So, the texture of this balm is different, but good different. Like I never want to try another balm cleanser ever again. Different. Love that. I love that. I love that. And but then on the website also, because I said because people had just got it, you know. And and there's an interesting thing about reviews. You must be like thank. God. Because I was like, every day, you know, every hour, actually, I was looking to have somebody mm. left a review yet. You know, because it's like, 
you know, anyone said anything about it, you know, and then we, I mean, I just have so it's like it is my baby and it's see if they're here oh the pressure I yeah, feel yeah. I, I really feel yeah high pressure stuff skincare it really is because you can't hide pressure. you can't you can't hide god well we will be waiting for the next one patiently I hope it won't be too long so this is skincare is pillar two of the Trini London offering yes wow wow they're, they're, that's exciting uh, can we hear what any other pillars are no I don't know why I even asked. <laughs> anyway, um, before we finish, I've got some sort of quick fire questions yep. for you. We know you're big into your elevated pitches. That's a 30 second opportunity mm -hmm. for female entrepreneurs to come and pitch their ideas yep. to your audience. Can you just tell us a bit more about it? Why are you doing it? So we did it last year for International Women's Month and we did one every single day. And the idea then was just to give a platform to women and we have a nice audience for them to be able to. So we had the Inca list on, we had lots of companies on, some who are doing incredibly well now and some who are embryonic and literally are, you know, how many of you sold? 500 units. But you know, you've got to be, when you're making a decision to do this, you've got to support things that you think, I can see that's going to be really successful. And somebody who's put their passion and life in it. And I'm not going to be Kevin from Shark Tank and saying, whatever it is, shoot the horse outside the barn kind of, yeah. tactics um so you get a whole mixture of women who have started a business and feel like you and i felt when we started a business and you want to give them support so yeah. i love it and now version two of that is that they do their 30 seconds and then i actually talk to them afterwards and ask them what are their biggest challenges and take them through my experience of some things they might bring up and it's a little bit more so if somebody's actually wanting to start their own business it's more than just hearing about another woman's business it's mm. a little behind the scenes mm. um which i'm happy that we expand upon it oh, amazing i mean amazing uh, and having now seen a lot of these what makes a great elevator pitch i would say not reading from a script because mm -hmm. people are so you know people practice a lot and they want to get it within the 30 seconds and it's so difficult and sometimes we'll do one and they'll read from a pitch and i can tell they're reading just here from their thing and then i'll say to them just tell me now off camera just tell me about it because I want to hear it from you yeah. talking to me. Yeah. And then they tell me and suddenly it's, it's yeah. you know. so it's like, that's what you want to capture from somebody is, yeah. is getting that passion. So um, you have different people with different levels of confidence in that sort of public speaking arena. And you have somebody who are brilliant at product, but don't know how to speak about it. Yeah. So you want to kind of help them formulate what that pitch looks like mm -hmm. so that it can, you know, when you get the essence very quickly of what it is, you can just feed it back to them of what you see it is, mm -hmm. check, is that right? And then they might, Try again, another one. And what makes it good, being concise? It's about getting to the point quickly, not yeah. repeating the things that you need to know would we repeat. So, hello, I'm so-and-so, I'm the founder of so-and-so, you can find our website at so-and-so. That's taken 10 seconds. Yeah. Okay, and we're going to do all of that. Yeah, and yeah, if you yeah. follow the pitch, you know that we say, this is so-and-so, and this is yeah. our business, and the click-through now to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, you could we do this, this is the person we think yeah. would like to get it. Um, and, you know, sometimes it's, you look at something and you think that's beyond my price point. Mm -hmm. So in an elevator pitch, knowing you're doing an elevator pitch, not to raise money, but to a consumer audience, mm -hmm. give a parameters of what kind of purse that is. Just mm -hmm. even if it's like, this is high street or this is design, just give people parameters because yeah. it might stop them looking because you look fabulous and things look really expensive and I think it's not for me. Mm -hmm. What's been the, what have been the best business or businesses that you've seen? Inky is fabulous. I mean, she, you know, was already yeah. Uh, yeah. well established doing yeah. that. Um, there's a personalization business that does personalization on anything. It's sort of like a less expensive Annie Hindmarch, but really lovely. And I did some 
gifts for people on it and, and very good ideas and fun little sets of things and very um, achievable price point. Um, people who have started organizations, like somebody has started one now for women going through menopause, and there's a lot of noise about menopause, mm -hmm. but it's just a place you can go and do. It was it was an odd one, and I sort of thought, hmm, and it's like a sort of six weeks. So anyway, this is this is what this lady did. So she pitched it and said, mm -hmm. it's a six-week course about the menopause, da da da, da. And, and, and at the end she said, was that all right? And I said, I don't think what you told me it is is what it is, because I'm inferring I have to go off on a residential course for six weeks to learn about the menopause. Mm. And I don't think it is that, is it? And she said, no, it's two hours a week for six weeks. And I said, residential six-week course about the menopause. Let's rephrase that, shall we? What is the best piece of advice another woman business owner has given you? Before Christmas, I, went, I was in New York and I went to see Leonard Lauder, who I'd seen a few years before. And I'd sort of reached the milestones, so I'd written to him and said, I've reached these milestones. Not to get investment from the Lauder group, but just because I'd met him before through mm. a friend and I and I just, you know, he's somebody he's I so respect fabulous. and admire. He's fabulous. Just, he seems like he's the amazing. nicest man. Amazing. So I went and he was fantastic. He sat me down and I was telling him everything and he said, I'm going to say one word to you, Trini, patience. So it's very interesting because when you spoke early, Georgie, about you know, but I've got to go and do it all now. I can't slow down. It's very different from the, what patience is. And in his mind, patience was, it will come. You know, it's going to come. So be patient about some of these things. So I was, you know, you look at that and you think, mm. I'm a different generation, whatever. But there's wiseness from people mm. irrelevant of if you grew up in a different generation. So that was very mm. wise from him. He's very wise. Very I wise. read his book. Yeah, his book was those early days oh. with his mother and him helping his mother and oh. then in that little one-bedroom apartment. I absolutely loved yeah. it. I can't recommend it more highly. I talked about it a lot. Yeah, it's, it's a fabulous a, book. And I think whether you're in the industry or not, it's just, it's full of wise yeah. words. Yeah. And I can definitely see that patience in him um he wasn't in the digital world though so slightly envy hit them but yeah. slightly different pressure yeah need for pace on things um is there another piece of advice that you would give to women listening who are setting I, out yes on their course of i would say the best bit of advice is you never know what's behind the closed door and i don't know if i've said this to you before but there's times when you can talk yourself out of an optimistic outcome. And you just don't know <laughs> where the next email is coming from. You don't know what's going to come into your life. So don't negatively build that picture out. You're definitely a glass half full person. So yeah. that doesn't surprise me. That's, yeah. that's very fitting. That's a great place to end. Trini, it's always such fun to have you. Um, thank you. It's just... Whoa, I'm in awe. I really am to, to have done. You know, there aren't many businesses that do what you've done in that amount of time. It's it's phenomenal. And bring on pillars three, four, and five <laughs> in the tree of London journey. Um, thank you so much. That's it for today. If you enjoyed that, then do please rate, subscribe, leave us a comment, and tell your friends to listen to this fabulous episode with Trini too. Thanks very much. Bye bye.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.